Hello and welcome to the State of the Fleet Industry, a weekly video series produced by Automotive Fleet Magazine. I'm Mike Antich, editor of Automotive Fleet, and today I'd like to examine what's occurring in the fleet industry for the week of July 4th, 2022. And for this week's episode, I'd like to explore how the ongoing supply constraints, in particular the microchip shortages, have contributed to the decline in initial vehicle quality, as reported by J.D. Power in his 2022 report. And for those unfamiliar with this study, the J.D. Power Initial Quality Survey measures the number of problems per 100 vehicles as reported to it by the vehicle owners. So what stood out in the 2022 survey is that there was an 11% increase in reported problems compared to 2021. And this represented 18 additional problems per 100 vehicles in the 2022 survey compared to the prior year. And what caught everyone's attention is that the J.D. Power survey has always shown steady vehicle quality improvements year over year throughout its 36-year history. And for my entire career, I've only known vehicle quality to increase year over year as substantiated by J.D. Power. Sure, some models may go up, others may go down, but the industry on average has been producing higher quality vehicles year after year, at least until 2022, this year. This year, initial vehicle quality was the lowest, the lowest it's been in the entire history of this industry-wide survey. In 2022, the industry average was 180 problems per 100 vehicles. In 2021, it was 162 problems per 100 vehicles. And in this case here, a lower score reflects a higher vehicle quality. So in 2021, we're producing higher quality vehicles than we are producing today in 2022. And there are a number of reasons why this has occurred, but a commonly cited reason is that 2022 models on average are the most technologically complex models produced. And the more complex the vehicle, the greater its reliance on microchips and the greater the likelihood it has been negatively impacted by the microchip shortages. And with these supply constraints for microchips anticipated to continue into next year, it'll be interesting to see whether this trend of lower quality continues into the 2023 J.D. Power Initial Quality Study. You know, first of all, no one expected this supply chain shortage to go on as long as it has. And as an industry, you know, we've not done a good job in accurately calculating the duration of these supply chain constraints in particular, the semiconductor shortages. So for instance, when these microchip constraints first started to become apparent in the fourth quarter of 2020, the forecast was that the supply chain is going to open up by the spring of 2021. And when that didn't happen, then we simply moved it back and said, well, the supply chain is going to open up in the fall of 2021. Again, when it didn't happen, the goalposts have been continually moved throughout calendar year 2022 as to when the supply chain issue will be resolved. And yes, the situation is better today than it's been in the past, but fleet managers want to know when will it be over? And the microchip shortage continues to impact us even to this week. So for example, the GM truck assembly plant in Fort Wayne, Indiana is closed the week of July 4th due to a constrained inventory of semiconductors. And it's not expected to resume production until next week, Monday, July 11th. And there is a hope that the microchip shortage will improve, but the data 
shows that this hope may be premature, at least according to Auto Forecast Solutions. And this is a very respected company which tracks the impact of the microchip shortages. And in fact, the forecast by Auto Forecast Solutions is that product constraints will gradually worsen. And they've actually increased its forecast of lost 2022 production. In other words, the number of vehicles that can't be built due to supply constraints by another 800,000 units. And this is going to have a substantial impact on vehicle availability for both retail and fleet buyers. And this isn't anything that's peculiar to a specific OEM or a specific um, buying segment. Every OEM, every segment is being impacted by the supply chain issues. And let me just run through just some examples. You know, Audi. Audi says it's struggling to secure microchips and it's dealing with ongoing inventory shortages just to keep its plants running. Toyota says supply constraints are limiting its production output and it's produced 23% fewer vehicles in the second quarter than a year earlier due to these supply disruptions. And consider this, Toyota says that it has on average one and a half days supply of vehicles on dealer lots, one and a half days. And in pre-pandemic years, a 28-day supply would have been considered normal or even for some companies fast moving, but one and a half days. Uh, Honda production, it's down in May, 2022 by 15%. General Motors says its production is down 15% due to part shortages. And in one published article I read, GM was reported to have 95,000 vehicles awaiting parts. Stellantis, Stellantis uh, sales are down 16% for the second quarter of 2022. And so on and so on for every single OEM, everyone is being impacted. So let's triangulate and let's see if other industry research companies are likewise forecasting the same production decline. And in a nutshell, they are. Almost every major research company is lowering their forecast of total vehicle sales for calendar year 2022. And one such company is Cox Automotive. For the second time in the first six months of 2022, it lowered its auto industry total forecast. Twice in six months, it lowered its auto industry total forecast. Cox initially stood or forecasted 16 million vehicles to be sold in the U.S. market in 2022. But the ongoing semiconductor shortage has forced it to cut its full-year vehicle sales outlook to where it is now at 14.4 million units. Think about it. You know, Cox Automotive is now forecasting that there will be 1.5 million fewer vehicles available for sale in calendar year 2022. And I'm positive that all of these vehicles would have been sold if they could have been built, simply to meet current demand and the carryover pent-up demand that exists in today's market. And Cox isn't alone in this assessment. Edmonds, another very respected research company, it likewise is calling for year-over-year sales decline, and again, driven by the inventory shortage. Likewise, J.D. Power and LMC Automotive foresee an even steeper decline of 12.4% of this year compared to last. These forecasted sales declines aren't because of a lack of buyer demand, it's because the vehicles can't be built. And what complicates everything, while these production constraints are in play, the automotive industry is in the midst of starting a transition to electrify the majority of new vehicles that will be introduced in the next four years. In its annual report that's entitled Car Wars, and it's, it's a respected report and it's been around for decades, it's produced by the Bank of America, 
Merrill Lynch study, and it predicts that OEMs will launch about 245 models over the next four years. The important point is, of these, 60% will either be electric or hybrid, while only 40% will be ICE vehicles. And the question is whether initial EV product availability will be able to meet initial buyer demand. And one gauge of buyer demand for EV products has been based on prospective buyers reserving an EV vehicle with a refundable deposit. And the numbers have been astounding uh, how many people have actually reserved a vehicle for, uh, for purchase and putting in a deposit for it. But recent research by Recurrent, and this isn't a research company, it's a firm that specializes in analyzing electric vehicle battery health. It did a study that reported that buyers are hedging their bets by making multiple reservations on multiple EV products with multiple OEMs. And these buyers believe that demand will be greater than supply, so they're making multiple reservations, even though they're in the market for just one EV. And Recurrent, you know, the company that did the study, says that there is widespread over-ordering, especially for electric trucks, because there's uncertainty over which manufacturer will actually deliver these new EV trucks. And as a, for instance, about 89% of the Tesla Cybertruck reservations overlap with another EV truck pre-order. The fact that these deposits that are required to make a reservation, but the fact that they're refundable makes it easier for prospective buyers to keep their options open. And in one example, a single prospective buyer made reservations to acquire five EVs from five different OEMs, but it only intends to buy one of them. So one question in my mind, at least, is how big is the initial EV demand, considering that there is this high level of duplicated orders? To accurately gauge initial demand for EVs, do you need to divide in half the number of reservations received for forthcoming EV products, or do you need to divide by an even larger number? So with this as my final observation, I'd like to conclude my State of the Fleet Industry presentation for the week of July 4th, 2022, and I'd like to thank you for watching.